0: My latest favorites, and I will tell you as we've studied grace these past few weeks, uh, this is not very gracious of me, but my latest favorites have been the instant karma videos. Um, so my, my <laughs> oh man, the latest one, uh, there's this new one and this jaywalker is crossing the street. He's a jaywalker, so obviously he's not using a crosswalk and he's walking down the middle of the road. And as he's walking through the middle of the road, this car comes, and the car's like kind of forced to stand on, uh, stomp on their brakes, and the jaywalker is just staring directly at the driver, just staring as he walks. And he steps up on the curb, and right as he steps on the curb, he turns his head and runs smack dab into a pole. And I'm telling you, I laughed really hard. And, and not like, not like, oh, I'm kind of chuckling at this. It was somewhat funny. Like, I laugh, like, really hard to the point where I'm crying so hard I can't see. And every time, even thinking about it now, I mean, he's so mad. He's mean mugging. He's in the wrong, right? He's jaywalking. The car stops, and he's just staring at him, and then, boof. And it's, it's just one of those things where, like, you're like, yeah, that's what I wanted to see. That guy deserved that, right? Those instant karma videos, they... They can trap you. They can be really good. It's it's a great example of the old adage that what comes around or what goes around comes around. As Christians, we have to understand how does this pertain to us? Yeah, right. As Christians, we have to understand that we will reap what we sow. Okay, in life, we reap what we sow. How we treat others is how others are going to treat us. If we're forgiving, we'll be forgiven. If we're helpful, we'll be helped. And if we're gracious, we will be shown grace. Galatians chapter 6, verses 6 through 10 say, Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. You see, grace requires that we not just share our burdens, that we, like we talked about last week, but that we do good and we offer the good we have as well. God will not be mocked. Now, the Greek here is really interesting because it literally talks about how a person... Um, a, a person flaring their nostrils and sneering, right? Like just, I don't, I don't know if I, like God will not be mocked by us. We see, we can't experience God's grace, hear God's teaching, share in our burdens with other believers and keep goodness to ourselves. I'm gonna say that again. We can't experience God's grace, hear God's teachings and keep goodness to ourselves. And too many of us are prone to do that. This is God's call, this verse here, to put our money, so to speak, where our mouth is. What good are you doing for the world around you? Are people better off for having known you, or knowing you, or do they leave feeling used and abused? We're gonna go through various scriptures now. A couple weeks ago I told you that there are times where I use scripture like Paula Deen uses butter, right? There's never too much. Just a fair warning that today is one of those days. Okay, so if you don't like the Bible or you don't like Scripture, tune me out. That was sort of a guilt trip. I don't know. Ephesians 4.29, but listen to to what the Bible says here. It says in Ephesians 4.29, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. In John 13, verse 35, we're told, By this everyone will know that you're my disciples. How? If you love one another. Hebrews 13, 16, And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Now I find that verse to be very interesting. Notice that it says that at times good may be a sacrifice. Doing good at times may be a sacrifice. Okay, you may be sacrificing your time, you may be sacrificing your money, you may be sacrificing your desires But at times, doing good can be a sacrifice. God recognizes that, okay? It's not that he doesn't recognize that it may require you to sacrifice something in your life, but he still calls you to do it anyways. 1 John 3.18, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. We talked about in this series how grace is an action. It requires us to move. It's not just something that is a feeling or something that we're given. It's something that we are required to to act upon that god giving us grace is a continuous action of him looking past our misdeeds and our sins. Luke 6:31 Do to others as you would have them do to you. Luke 6:38 Give and it will be given to you, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use it will be measured to you. I think that's one of the most important lines in scripture that at times we can look right past. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. See, God, a lot of times we look at life and we say life's not fair, and that's true. Life is not fair. Sin is the reason that that's the case, but God is fair. God will treat us fairly. Okay, according to how we measure others, we will be measured. Choose grace. Now, the truth is I could sit here for the rest of the time allotted to me and I really could. There's hundreds of scriptures and these scriptures will talk to you all about honoring what God has done for us and it will tell, they'll tell you to treat others how you want to be treated and that what you want reciprocated to you is what you must put forth in the world. They would all be true. It would all be rooted in scripture. But here's the thing that I've come to understand about church. If what we've talked about these past few weeks, what we talk about on a Sunday basis doesn't impact the way you're living your life and the actions that you choose to partake in daily, then I'd be wasting your time. And frankly, you're wasting your time. See, we can come to church and we can hear God's word and we can worship and we can feel good and the music can be right And I can say something encouraging. I hope at times, at least sometimes, you're encouraged by the things that I say. And you can leave here on a Sunday feeling really great. But if it is not impacting your Monday through Saturday, then you're wasting your time here. You're wasting your time here. So we have to understand that what we hear must change the way that we act. What we hear must change the way that we act, even when it makes us feel uncomfortable, even when we don't like it, even when it doesn't match exactly how we're living our life. What we hear must change the way we act. And the simple truth is this, that grace multiplies grace. Grace multiplies grace, and grace is an action that requires us to act. Because in the end, each of us will reap what we sow. Each of us will reap what we sow. To those who reap of the flesh, they will receive... uh, I should say, to those who sow of the flesh, they will receive their reward in the flesh. To those who sow in the spirit, they will receive their reward in heaven. See, here's, here's something you need to know if you didn't know. It's really easy to receive an earthly reward if that's what you seek out. Okay, if you seek out pleasure and you seek out fun above all else and you seek out feeling great all the time and you're always looking for that next high and you want to serve self and you want to build up your castle and build up your riches and build up those things, you can do that here on earth. Okay? You can. You can do that here on earth. I know I said it's easy and some of you are thinking, hey, I've been trying to do something a little like that and it's not real easy. Okay? But but we can focus we can focus on earthly treasure and receive earthly treasure. But as Christians, when we experience grace we're required to do so much more than that. We're required to focus on the treasure that we will receive one day by finishing our race, which is ultimately heaven. And so, what what is it that we're supposed to be doing? We talked about it before and I kind of went quickly over it because we're going to talk about it this morning. Galatians 5, 22 23, and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. See, these are the things that we as Christians should be spewing out into the world. I chose that word on purpose. It's very visual. Usually not a great visual when you think about spewing. But see, to spew something is to uncontrollably let it out. And for it to fly everywhere. And get all over everything. There are times in my life where my kids have spewed. Those are not the greatest days in my memories. Okay, Those are not the happiest times that I've had, but as Christians, we should spew the fruits of the Spirit on the world around us. They should be coming out of us uncontrollably. They should be getting on everyone and everything. It should be uncontrollable. So let's look at love. You should love people when they offer you nothing to love. See, it's really easy to love those that love you. Scripture talks about that. That's really easy. If you're loved, you can love back. But what about those that hate you? What about those that speak ill of you? What about those who backstab you? What about those that aren't always doing things that build you up? Well, see, we're still supposed to love them too. So gracious people love in spite of a lack of love being shown to them. 1 Peter 3, 8 and 9, Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit blessing. I first read this scripture this week, and my first thought was, whatever. I'll be honest, whatever. Somebody insults me, oh, I'll get them back. I'll get them back. Now, my immediate family, my mom, my brother, and sister are not here today, so I'm going to pick on them, but I'm picking on me as well. I kind of grew up in a family where the way that you showed your love was kind of backbiting at each other, if that makes sense. Like it was cracking jokes on each other all the time. And so I grew up from a very early age having to be quick-witted or, man, I was going to get buried. And so it was always something. Well, you're you're fat. Well, you got huge ears and a big head. Well, you're not wrong. And, you know, like it's constantly we're just cracking. And, and, our, and I mean it. Like I, we say those things. Some of them come out harsh. But like I will tell you that it, as a child growing up, I really, truly felt love in those moments. That's just how we expressed it. Now, it, it's kind of weird that that would be the case. But I, I'll say this. Because I grew up in a family like that, when someone insults me there I have an insult like ready like it's like one of those things where I don't know how to explain like the ski ball machine right you you throw one ball and the next one just drops down like it's one of those things somebody insults me and one gets locked and loaded and so it takes active effort for me to be like mm, no I'm not gonna say it okay I am not gonna say it. sometimes you will hear me say this okay even to some of y'all you have heard me say this to you and it's not I'm not coming from a mean place but I'll start to say something I'll go I'm not gonna say that I'm not gonna say that Okay, and I, I, I say that, on a, I know for sure on a weekly basis, there are times on a daily basis, okay? But we must love always, even when we don't mean to be mean, even when we're not trying to be harsh with one another, our words impact. Even if somebody knows, hey, I know they don't mean this and we're just joking and there is love there, it's important for us to love Always. And we're told that one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. We should find joy in the littlest of things and speak it to those around you. You ever been around somebody who's just happy all the time? Right? You literally, we usually have one or two reactions. It's either shut up or how are they so happy all the time? Somebody who's happy all the time that can smile at you no matter what storm is going on in their life has a way of bringing everybody up to their level there's something about positivity that just spreads as christians we have a lot to be joyful for isaiah 12 6 let all the people of jerusalem shout his praise with joy for great is the holy one of israel who lives among you well guess what the holy one of israel now lives among us and if for no other reason that was the beginning and end of our story we have a reason to be joyful we should find joy in all sorts of things little things I hate my job. My boss is stupid. You have a job. You make money, and you can afford to buy groceries for your family, right? Or whatever else. Like, we can come up, we, we can look at things two different ways. We can say, hey, my glass is half empty, and there's all the stuff I don't have. Or we can look at our glass half full and say, look at all the good that's around me. I woke up this morning. It's cloudy, it's dreary. I kind of deal with depression. We're starting to go through a season change. I get this thing called seasonal depression where everything stinks. I, that's me. I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm telling you, that's how I am. Right? So I see the clouds and a thing, and there's a leaf on the ground that's changed colors, and I'm like, oh, great, here we come. I know it's coming. I walk outside, and I'm wearing jeans, and I did not start sweating immediately. Joy. <laughs> Joy. It's not a million and a half degrees. I am not a buttered biscuit today. We should be a keeper and a facilitator of peace. Romans 12, 18. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you. Listen to that. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Not everybody's going to like you. Doesn't mean that you can't live at peace with them. That'll make them probably like you less for a little while. But as far as it depends on us, we should be peacekeepers. We should be peacekeepers. We're told to be patient. We should be patient with people and tolerate them and be tolerant of them, even in the most frustrating of times. Psalm 37, 7 through 9. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Here's the thing. People who seek their earthly reward will get what's coming to them. That may not sound like the most gracious outlook. But what God's telling us here is that as his people, we must remain gracious and leave the the punishment and leave what we feel is just and, and leave what we feel like should happen up to him. He'll take care of that, right? We reap what we sow. People who seek their earthly reward, who are only concerned about that, God will take care of it our focus, as hard as it may be, is to be patient. I am not patient. I don't say that like in jest. I'm not saying like I'm sort of not patient. I'm not patient. It is not a good characteristic for me to have. I'm working on it. I've been working on why. I will say this. I'm more patient than I once was, but like I was negative patient, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like there was a time where it, It wasn't even like not being patient. It was the opposite. Like, I was mad that you didn't do something I wanted you to do before you even knew about it type of thing. Like, doesn't make sense, okay? Not a good outlook to have, okay? So I'm working on it daily. Doesn't mean it's not hard, but something that God calls me to do. So therefore, I should do it. Because God is patient with me. Through all my frustrations that I cause him God is patient with me. Be kind in a world that seeks to cut others down. Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. See, when we're kind to one another, we reflect Christ to the people around us. When we're kind to one another, we reflect Christ to the people around us. And I know for a fact that it is not always easy to be kind. But I have found in life that sometimes the most worthwhile pursuits are the most difficult and feel at times like the most tedious and also the most frustrating. But we must be kind even when we live in a world that is constantly looking for someone to fall. Had something good happen in your life, I'm going to go back 15 years on Twitter. I found this one tweet. That you screwed up and now I'm going to ruin your whole life moving forward with it. That's how our world looks at things. We see somebody that's good and we can't wait to tear them down and find the evil. It's in politics. It's in sports. We see it at work. If you're a student, you see it at school. Why we have become programmed to be that way, I don't know. Other than sin. That is my honest answer. Because it is a sinful outlook to have. It is the opposite of God to seek evil when we see good. We as Christians cannot be those people, we cannot do those things. We should celebrate good when it is present. Be faithful. Be faithful, hold fast to the idea that spreading good will bring good back to you. Hebrews 11:6. 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he res- rewards those who earnestly seek him. He rewards those who earnestly seek him. See, part of being faithful is saying that I know that God is going to keep his word to me. So when God says that a man will reap what he sows, I know that if I sow good in the world, that good will come back to me. Maybe it doesn't always come in the way that I think it should. Maybe it doesn't always come when I expect it or want it to. But faith says that I will trust that God's word will be true to me. As Christians, if we have experienced grace and forgiveness, how can we not trust the rest of what God has told us is going to be true? If you're a Christian and you have truly experienced what it means to be forgiven and you have felt that weight lift off your shoulders, how can you not trust the rest of what it is that God tells you will be and should be? We're getting to the end here. I'm, I'm gonna pick it up. Be gentle. Be gentle when you crave the opposite. Be gentle when you crave the opposite. Proverbs 15, 1, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. You ever been in a argument with somebody, married people, and like one person talks real loud, and then the next person gets louder, and then you're like, oh yeah, and then they're like, "Uh uh-uh, and then you're like, I bet I can be louder, and then they're like, I'm gonna throw something and be louder, right? I'm just kidding, Uh, but right, you get mad at your spouse, you yell at them, maybe it was a good reason, probably not, uh, They're going to yell back a lot of times. then you get mad because they yelled at you. Why are you yelling at me? You just yelled at me. Well, I'm going to yell more, right? Like, stop it, okay? You ever been in an argument where your spouse gets mad at you and you just like talk down here? Yeah, me neither. But, but, but you should try it. You should try it. And the reason I know it works is because I'll tell you this. I work with special needs students who at times can be very angry and very frustrated for things that aren't really in your control as the teacher. I've noticed that if you talk to them down here, they'll come back to that level. Then they start to actually be able to explain what it is that's wrong with them. Now, I'll say this. Does that work with just special? No, it works with people. It works with people. We're all people. People respond similarly in situations. So next time your husband or your wife yells at you, try talking to him down here. And good luck. (laughs) Control yourself, your actions, and your words. Proverbs 25, 28. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. See, Old Testament talks a lot about war analogies, but see, cities in in, in Old Testament times, they had these giant, huge, thick walls that surrounded them that made them very hard to penetrate by an opposing force. Well, how do you easily penetrate a city like that? Have broken down walls. Break down their walls. Walls of Jericho, anybody? Came tumbling down. Okay, so think about it. A person who lacks self-control is like a person who has huge holes in the walls of their city. A person who lacks self-control is easily defeated. A person who lacks self-control finds it really difficult to be all these other things that we talked about. We have to be able to focus our attention on what it is that God wants us to do if we want to spew the fruits of the Spirit on everyone and everything around us. If we want to be gracious people, we have to be able to control ourselves. This one's really practical. Otherwise, we're like a city with no walls. Easy to be defeated. The last thing I'm going to tell you this is choose good. It's a choice. It's an action. Choose good. Whether you do good or evil, it comes down to the choices that you make. Do good as the opportunities arise. Okay, do good as the opportunities arise. At times, at times, make your own opportunities. Hear me. Do good as the opportunity arises. At times, make your own opportunities. As you go throughout this week and you have opportunities to do good, pay a compliment. Find joy in something small. Be patient with someone who you want to just wring their neck. Be kind Even when the person across from you makes you want to wring their neck. Choose to be good at times when you could choose evil. Be gracious like God has been gracious to you. Let's pray. Lord, I come to you right now. I thank you for this day and for this time together. God, I pray that uh, as we go throughout our weeks, you give us opportunities to choose good to be facilitators of good in the world around us, to show people that they are loved and that they are important through grace, the same grace that you have showed us. Even Jesus himself said that he was not good. Only the father who sent him was good. But as we strive to be like Jesus and we strive to be like the father, God help us to choose to do things that you would do if you were in our shoes. And at times, God, help us to to make our own opportunities to do good. We want to be gracious. We want to be kind. We want to exhibit all the fruits of the Spirit. We want them to come from us uncontrollably. But at the end of the day, we can simply say that we want to be like you. Help us to be like you. Lord, if, if we struggle with those things, like at times I struggle with those things, help us to be accountable to one another, to seek out a buddy, a fruit of the spirit buddy who can help us be the person that we're supposed to be. God, I ask you to strengthen each and every person that's here today to continue to push them forward as they move throughout their week. In Jesus' powerful name I pray, amen.